Hi, I'm Stephen and I'm starting a new journey to find out if I can make my fortune on the internet. Along the way, I'll be sharing all the things that work and all the things that don't. Join me as I self-solve my way to financial freedom. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Self Solver Podcast. So yeah, today I want to talk about um, an expression you've probably heard actually, um, and that is, you are the sum total of the five people you spend the most time with. Now, you know, I'm not really sure of the origin of that phrase, but the first time I heard it was uh, Jim Rohn, and he could very well be the, you know, the origin, but... Uh, it was Jim Rohn that I first heard Tom about, and since first hearing it, I've heard it in lots of places, and in lots of different ways as well. Um, in fact, someone I can't remember who it was said that when you take a good person and and you put them into a criminal environment, their first reaction is disgust by what they see. You know, they see criminals at work ripping people off or whatever. Um, that's the first phase. And then the second phase is when they start to kind of accept it as as normality. It becomes less shocking. They see it a lot. And if they're in that environment, you know, perhaps if someone goes to jail, something like that, they see it, they see the crime happening over and over again. They become numb to it. It becomes, they, they basically accept it. And then the third stage is they embrace it and start becoming uh, a criminal themselves. And apparently that can happen to literally anyone so again, that's kind of relates to this, um, and, and and as I say, various different ways of hearing. It. But anyway, what I want to do is I want to give you my perspective on this, because you know, sometimes when you hear a concept that you're familiar with, said in a different way, it really hits home. And I was just thinking about this this morning, um, and, and it really it made the whole phrase clearer to me. So I wanted to share it with you, right? So been thinking about relationships a lot recently and what relationships are, what, what what are they for, you know, why do we get into relationships with people, why do we develop friendships, why do we get married, why do we do these things? Um, and basically, being in a relationship tells you a lot about yourself. Um, it, it's like a mirror for, for yourself, okay? So, let me tell you a little story. I was um I was once invited along to uh, a boardroom thing. It was a, a a bank I was banking with at the time, um business thing, and um I sorry I'm distracted. My dog is walking around on the wooden floor downstairs. She loves to pace, and I'm pretty sure this mic's picking it up. Apologies for that, if that's the case. But yeah, so I was at this bank thing and, and a guy called Steve Cram was there. Now, Steve Cram, for those of you who don't know, was a big, big uh, runner uh, back in the day, in the 80s, I think. Um, and his biggest rival was Sebastian Cove. And, you know, those two guys just competed against each other, pushed each other forward. So it was quite great. You know, it was, it was actually a very intimate thing. I think there was probably only about 10 of us there. And it was just ahead of the, the Commonwealth Games that were happening in Glasgow a few years ago. and um, So anyway, I was invited along and I was quite, you know, it was, it was, as I say, good to be in his presence. And he's talking to me, he's still a really good 
you know, fit looking guy and um you know, even though he's a good age now, but one of the things that he mentioned was that there was a story of this uh tennis table world champion um who'd ended up becoming a coach in a school. And the strange thing was that um there was three or four pupils of that school who lived in a very tight uh, geographical radius, probably within about you know sort of ten mile catchment area of the school, if that, can't remember exactly, but uh, and and there was three or four or maybe even more uh, world champions that came out of that little space. Maybe not all world champions, but certainly world champion contenders, really high level table tennis players. Uh, now, did that coach just get lucky and land in an area where there just happened to be so many talented? Uh, youngsters there who he was able to coach on to a really high level or was it the coach I mean it's pretty clear that the coach was the common denominator so in other words the point that Steve Cram was making was you know there's talent all around us all the time but people never really get exposed or, or have their their talents revealed to them you know if you've never picked up a javelin you never know, you could be the best javelin thrower the world has ever seen. Or if you've never picked up a guitar, or if you've never picked up a paintbrush, whatever it is. Um, now, the unique thing is, this coach, this guy, this table tennis coach, uh, was obviously teaching in a school, not like a PE teacher. This guy was the real McCoy. He'd done it. He'd, he'd been a world champion. Um, so it, he was teaching from you know a, a place of real experience. But also, he was really able, clearly very, very able to spot talent in others. Now, think about it. If you're one of those pupils and you've got this amazing coach and you, and you know you never really thought about playing table tennis, but you give it a go because it's there, and then suddenly he tells you, you know, you've got some real ability there. He spots it straight away. You know, he's got the eye and he tells you. So that guy becomes like a mirror. He sees something in you that you can't see in yourself. So, imagine you had something on your chin. You know, imagine right now you've got, you know, like some ketchup on your chin or something, right? Um, could you look down at your own chin and, you know, imagine your hands were tied or whatever. You can't look at your own chin. You've got to go and approach a mirror, don't you? The only alternative is you ask someone that you trust, not to wind you up and uh, make you look stupid. Ask them, is there something on my chin? And they'll tell you, but you can't look at your own chin without a mirror, you know, or discover what's on your chin without asking someone. So that's kind of what that relationship must have been like with that coach. So so these kids are going around and they've got this innate talent, as probably lots and lots of kids do, for table tennis. But they would never see it unless they approach that mirror and the mirror's the coach. So that relationship there allowed those people to see within themselves what they wouldn't be able to see without that relationship, if that makes sense. So, considering that, right, I think, well, you know, that that makes perfect sense when I think about Jim Rohn's statement. You know, you're the sum total of the five people and you should really choose wisely who to be around. Because if you think about it, let's say, you know, you, you sort of knock around, you hang around with five friends who are all Similar education, similar uh, income, wages, whatever, you know, salary. 
some of the sort of talents and interests, then they can only see in you what they're, what they're able to see, right? So if they're just sort of running the mill, say it's a guy who's, he really likes football, soccer, um, and you guys maybe play five-a-side soccer together, um, and they can see your talents as far as they can see it, because they're not professionals. They can see that you're okay, it might give you a hard time. But I'm losing my I'm losing my train a wee bit here. I hope I can bring this back. So let, let's say you went to instead of instead of looking at your friends for, for approval, because oh you had a good game tonight. Uh great. They can see they can see so far with that. But if you went to a professional football scout or coach, let's say a scout, and you went for a trial for a big football team. That scout might say, oh, don't give up the day job. You know, uh, I'm sorry to say this isn't for you. Stick to the five of sides or even Sunday league football, but you're never going to be a professional. Uh, <laughs> you may be gutted at that if it's something that you really wanted to do. You might even get a second opinion. And maybe maybe for you, the, you know, the... the, the uh, you know, playing football is not not your thing. Not your not your real talent. Maybe coaching football is your thing. Maybe that's why you're drawn to it. Maybe you could be a, a world class coach, or maybe you could be a world class referee or linesman or something like that. So, you know, it's important to be around people like that. So, it, being around the right sort of people isn't always going to give you the news you want to hear per se. So it's like a mirror in that respect. Imagine you approach a mirror in dim light. Uh, maybe the mirror's cracked, maybe it's a bit greasy <laughs> um, or scratched. You know these sort of, sometimes you go into a, a sort of a, an outdoor toilet and it's maybe got a perspex mirror because people vandalise the thing. So maybe, maybe something like that where you can't really see yourself clearly. You might look actually really good in that mirror. You might think, oh God, I'm looking quite good. But then you approach a really nice, well-lit, clean, sparkling mirror and you think, oh, actually I look rough. I know which mirror, mirror I'd rather look in. Um, sorry, I'm just going to close the door here. We have the family arriving home from school. Uh, but, yeah, so so I'd rather probably go with the, the mirror that's going to tell me the truth, to be fair. Um, because at least, if I'm looking rough, I can make some adjustments. But if you look in the one that doesn't give you the accurate picture, then well, you're always going to look rough and probably not know it. I'm not saying you should worry... But what, how you, well, no, you should worry about how you look. I think you know, look, look is make the most of what you got. I would say, but the analogy you can you can attach, or, or or there's a sort of story you can attach to the mirror, the you know the greasy cracked mirror. Sometimes the people that you're around can be a bit like that mirror. Um, and sometimes just because they're, they're limited in their scope of perception of you, but also some people deliberately, um try to make you feel a certain way about yourself you know though let, let's say you're looking really sharp one day and you think oh i'm looking good and you ask a friend you know how am i looking hmm, i'm not sure if that's your color you know they might be a wee bit jealous some people are like that passive aggressive they might be thinking inside damn he looks great i wish i looked that great but you know you do listen you do come across people like that so but if you're around people like that for long enough then you'll start to adopt that way of looking at yourself. You know, if they've got a dim view of you, you you'll start to develop a dim view of yourself. So again, I just think that looking at relationships as a mirror, 
You find out about yourself in a relationship and you really want to make sure that that is the right sort of mirror that you're looking at. It's, it's not one, it's not, it's not a person who is jealous of you. You, know, you don't want to be in that, you don't want to be around people like that for too long. Uh, you want to be someone who is maybe more successful than you. Let, let's say, let, let's choose a field like football, right? Let's say you're a football player. It's good to be playing, if you want to get good at football, it's good to be playing with guys who are better than you, or girls who are better than you, rather than being the best player on the park. Because being the best player on the park means you're not really going to grow as much as you could if you were the worst player on the park. You've got to really up your game to come up to scratch then. You learn a lot from people who are who are better, more successful than you, you know, more experienced than you. So yeah, and and obviously as well, the, if people are better than you, it's, it's something they're further down the road. They can see you, your talents, they can guide you. And they, they probably won't be intimidated or jealous because, you know, they're all already established. So that's the kind of person to, to be around, I think, you know. So it does make a lot of sense that you should, you know, carefully choose the five people you spend the most time with. That doesn't mean that you, you let go of friends that you've had for years who maybe maybe you don't move in the same circles anymore but you know, keep the friendship there but just don't spend the majority of your time with them um yeah so yeah i think that's i think that's pretty interesting and i hope i made that point um yeah you know because some people just make you feel good about yourself and they help you to grow and others just make you feel bad uh, you know, don't don't be around jealous people for goodness sake. Don't be around uh, toxic people, toxic people because you start to believe. I, I mean, I've been in this situation. I've been in toxic environments where you you do start to question yourself. You start thinking, is it me? But often it's not. Often it's the people you're around, and you just need to move on. You just need to get out of that. And uh, yeah, so. Um, that's just an insight that I had today. And oh, oh, by the way, I was thinking of another example. Um, no, I'll leave it there. I don't need to. I'm going to overegg this. Uh, but yeah, hopefully that's of some value to you. Um, maybe expands on the understanding of why uh, we become like the, the the five people we spend the most time with, and and therefore you should choose wisely uh, who those five people are going to be. So yeah, hopefully that's. That's of use to you guys. Um, I'll leave it at that. I'll speak to you again soon. Take it easy, take care, and I'll be in touch shortly.